So this week at Interview with a Wire, we we received someone that it was unexpected for me. Like uh, I told Manu, uh, I was like, it. I cannot believe I didn't think about it. But you know, like in our world, it's so like katana and samurai, and no, it's not in our style. So uh, someone who does kudo, so it's uh, bow and arrow. Her name was uh, Jessica Garrity. It was a real pleasure. We uh, it was a long podcast for real, uh, but it was really good. We have uh, lots of questions because it's so new, you know. So we asked her about uh, traditional competition history. Uh, we go through a lot of subject like her lot, and uh, she opened her own dojo uh, as well. So we talk about everything. Um, why she's so like. Uh, populate uh, like uh, so mainstream right now and uh, stuff like that so it was really a good podcast so if you guys want to support us uh, you know we have a patreon the link is right here uh, we have the possibility for you for only a dollar to support us two dollars if you want the videos of the podcast uh before everyone else uh if you pay one dollar we give you the audio before everyone else and if you are a dojo owner or a business owner and you want to support us you can pay ten dollars and you have access to both our french and english content and we're gonna we're not gonna hide we do a lot of french content so if you're bilingual For 10 bucks, you have a lot of content. And it's a way to support us. It's a way to have visibility for your dojo or for your business. Uh, go check the Patreon for all the details. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, both English and French. Support the episode you like. Put some thumbs up. Uh, put some comments. And uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. Catrice nous rappelle d'où on arrive Les combos qu'on doit livrer quand le destin chavire Guerrier, on fera ce qu'il faut pour la famille Cœur de lion, œil de tigre, on a la paix dans la mire The battles are never ending, I know But we will get up and get on with the fight And we'll do whatever for what is right Just put your trust in us and us Alright, so... Um... Tonight at Interview with a Warrior, we receive uh, Miss Jessica Garrity. So sorry if I misspelled your name. No, perfect. Right. It's okay. Perfect. Good. So first, first thing first, we'd love to know uh, where you came from and uh, when did the martial art came into your life and how, how it happens. So let's okay. start at the sure. beginning. <laughs> it's quite a long story. Yeah. So uh, just to everybody who is watching and listening, uh, nice to meet you. I am Jessica from New Zealand, uh, originally. So born and raised in New Zealand. And uh, after I graduated university, I came over to Japan. So I was living in Tokyo. And just working as an English teacher, I had no Japanese. And uh, yeah, just living my life really fun, you know, single, <laughs> enjoying, enjoying my life. And then uh, I got married and uh, had a child. Okay. And at this time, I was uh, going out with my, my kid and uh, my husband to, in spring, we go to Hanami, which is cherry blossom viewing. Okay. So there was this amazing park in uh, the local area. So I moved from Tokyo to Saitama, so north of Tokyo. Okay. And okay. Uh, yeah, they had a dojo in the middle of the park and a kudo, kudo dojo. So this is Japanese archery, martial art. 
So I happened to be able to watch, you know, like right in front of my eyes. I send you guys a photo later of the dojo. One side is open and uh, you can see in, which is really rare uh, in for kudojos in Tokyo and Saitama and the whole of Japan. Mm -hmm. Usually it's very closed and you can hear sounds, but you cannot really see. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, I was like standing there for a good like 10 or 15 minutes because like transfixed. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, right. I, I, I did, and yeah. I didn't know what it was. It was like a weekend. So there were many women there mm. practicing. There were a few guys, but I was like, wow, there's so many women. I was really struck by the fact that there were so many women practicing this, what looked like martial art, but I wasn't sure. And they mm -hmm. have like really long bows, more than two meters long. Wow. And wow. Uh, everybody's moving so slowly and nobody's talking. And there's no like, yeah. There's just like, mm. it's just really quiet. So mm. no sounds except for the sound of the arrow hitting the target. Mm. So yeah. watching, yeah, watching it is like, you're watching and you, you feel so calm just watching it. Like it calms you down and everybody's moving so slowly. And like, yeah, I, and I didn't know what it was called mm -hmm. at the time. So I was like, I have to do this. Like I have to try it at least one time. Mm -hmm. I decided yeah. in that moment. And yeah, I went back and I Googled it and this is maybe 11 years ago. So okay. yeah, I Googled Japanese archery and it comes up with Kudo this thing called Kudo. So yeah, I'm looking around in Saitama, Kudo, Googling, but you know, my Japanese is not very good at the time. And mm -hmm. uh, actually the, the websites, the homepages for these, the Kudo dojos around the Saitama area were not that good, to be mm -hmm. honest. There was no, mm -hmm. some didn't have homepages at all. Mm, okay. So I did go to my local, uh, my local city council, and I'm asking them, you know, like the community section, event section, like, can you help me? I really want to learn Kudo, and they're like, we have no idea. <laughs> so, like, wow, what is this mysterious martial art that nobody knows about? And yeah, and cannot, who was that group? Find. Like, yeah, who was that so, group in the park? Yeah. So this. At the, at the time, like shouting through to them, uh, asking while they're practicing, it seemed like kind of not a good idea. So, mm. and yeah. at the time, yeah, I, I just know, wanted like, to let You them were be. wondering who would, who they were. Like, uh, did you find yeah. out at the, in the end? Uh, yes. So okay. I, I found the homepage for that specific uh, site. However, mm -hmm. there's no real group that practices there. It's just used by several groups. Okay. So okay. in the end, uh, I was given... About four years later, uh, not four years later, um, I was given several years later, about mm, eight years later, an introduction to a beginner's class. So in this time where I first saw it and eight years later, I was having kids. So I have three kids now. Mm -hmm. uh, they're 12 and 10 and seven. So during this time, you know, if you're pregnant, doing this kind of thing is not really possible in Japan. They're pretty... Mm -hmm strict if you're pregnant what you're allowed to do right. um uh, yeah so having small kids as well you know if you want to start a martial art it's probably very tricky if you have newborn baby or like toddlers mm -hmm. if there's mm -hmm. no babysitters are very hard to come by here in japan uh so yeah i was waiting for the right timing i got an introduction to a beginner's course and uh, in japan the beginner's class the beginner's course for kudo only once a year for each dojo only once a year oh, okay. and the numbers are very limited and uh yeah if you miss the cutoff 
to apply for this once a year, then you must wait another year before you can start. Wow. So okay. it's sort of like very difficult to find that entrance, you know, like mm-hmm. I got, I got the introduction and I started and now I, I just haven't looked back like mm. that. All I needed was that, that connection and I got it. So mm. yeah, that's my story. <laughs> it was difficult to enter it. And s- yeah. since you, since you do, uh, I was the, um, the welcoming because we heard the stories about, you know, uh, some people that need an, an, uh, an introduction letter from s- some other master to go in a yeah. martial arts school when you go in Asia. So yeah. how was it for you? They, uh, they well, are like, yo, come in. Yeah. The, the one that I got introduced to this, the person that introduced me. So my senpai, mm. he's, he was a member of that dojo. So okay. I think that really helped. So he was there when I joined that beginner's class and he became responsible for me. If you know what I mean? Like, Mm. he was the one who introduced me in the first place so when anything happened you know mm. he would be the one that they would come talk to mm-hmm. the good part is uh that timing of starting my japanese was so much better so i became fluent in that space of eight years <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah communication was no issue at all mm. so yeah i got you know you're you're a foreigner like where are you from mm-hmm. that everybody's more interested than um, negative so okay. it was okay. yeah in terms of that it was pretty good it varies dojo to dojo though so mm. some of them are quite closed it's very difficult that social um, group that they have is difficult to mm. break into mm-hmm. however the dojos that I've had experience with it's really nice really welcoming and really open and friendly so yeah they just accept me for me which is great mm. mm-hmm. you were lucky you you found the right one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Definitely very lucky. Yeah. Like how much people do they take and how much apply? Like what is the so, so yeah, you have so like that, a level? Yeah. That uh one year course, it depends on the size of the dojo, how many people can stand to shoot. So mm-hmm. when you have four or five person, that's the amount that they can take. You get maybe you can have 10 or 15. 20 people at the most and this is for mm-hmm. a whole city of of hundreds of thousands of people mm, so if you wow. can imagine yeah so it's very few uh because just they are limited by the amount of teachers who will be volunteers to yeah. teach you uh you know every saturday for two months or something like that mm. so they they have limited resources to start off with and the limited amount the size of the dojo is limited to Oh, so no. you join the lottery, uh, you apply, and maybe you get chosen, and you can start. So it's mm. oh, just there's a lot thing. of like there's a lot of walls to starting, mm. a lot of hurdles that you have actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like then the, when the Hunger Games of Kyudo, like everybody wants to come in, and they only take there's only only <laughs> the winner at the end. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, how long the formation took, like uh, if there's place and stuff like that, like at some point, I, I guess people graduate and they don't stop, but like they, they take a new beginner. So how, how long does it take? So you're not a beginner anymore, you know? So we have um, the actual course. It depends dojo to dojo. When you become proficient in the movements, they're mm-hmm. called hasetsu. The movements, probably it's it's about a month or two months, and then you have the basic movements under control, and mm-hmm. you can shoot without hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so the when you graduate from being a beginner, it's called shodan. So we have a grading, and that's the first grade. Okay. That's like your mm-hmm. first step. So shodan, once you pass your grading, 
you're officially allowed to shoot in the dojo without your teacher mm. and you're officially okay. allowed to go to yeah any dojo in so Japan. that's a mark of trust and uh, yeah mm-hmm. that means you can do it without hurting people <laughs> that's a good beginning you safety know? right safety is important so yeah i'm not killing anyone nice <laughs> And yeah. about the about the bow, you tell that you saw two meters bow, but um, yeah. do you have different type of bows, or all all of them are like that, or how does it work for this? Yeah, yeah and, so, and the arrow as well. Yeah, okay. So I can show you, but um, yeah, the bow is uh, made from for beginners or for people who didn't graduate to bamboo yet, because bamboo I'll talk about it later. But it's a very delicate fiber and it's easy to break and really difficult to care for so i have fiberglass there's fiberglass and carbon and uh, yeah two different sizes and i need to check the height exactly but um nami size so it depends on your height okay uh i'm 166 centimeters so if you're under 165 centimeters you have nami so slightly shorter uh I believe 1.8 or 9 meters. Okay. And then mm-hmm. you have Nobi, which is for people over 165. So that's what, oh, it's like impossible to show on camera because yeah, of it's, course. So, it's, it's so big. But, you can see um, the material at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, mm-hmm. 100, uh, uh, sorry, 200 centimeters. So about two meters and a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But It depends on your height. So you have yeah. a Nobi. This is Nobi Nissan. So it's just the height is about two meters. And then if you have a person taller than me and, you know, like non-Japanese guys, you're mm. talking like 180 centimeters, 190 centimeters. Wow. There's Nobi Sansun and Yonsun and Gosun, Loksun. So they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're mm. talking like very, I, very big. So I yeah. can tell that this is not wood made or that's uh, the impression is, I have. Yeah, this is fiber fiberglass. Okay. So, so it's a nice okay. color, but yeah. It's like a modern version of like I guess you use traditional ones too and you you probably have yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Traditional ones I keep for special occasions and just um the bamboo bows are it's just the looking after is very you have to be very careful with the seasons mm-hmm. if it gets too moist in the air they're yeah. very tricky to care for they will crack mm-hmm. and then so yeah this one is very just easy for me and fits with my lifestyle mm-hmm. because working in with kids is tricky to also if you imagine the bamboo bow is like another child mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but well, but is it is it lighter? You know, it's always a debate. Like uh, yeah. the yeah. the wood versus the the iron. Is it better? Oh, but it's you know, it is it yeah. like lighter yeah. or the other one is lighter because it's natural yeah. or it's just more like. What would you take if it was a competition? You know what I mean? Like for performance, yeah, like the best one. I I think? think that bamboo is superior. The feel of the shooting is soft and it's gentle and but the actual result is very sharp so Mm -hmm. with fiberglass you get vibration in your hand it's quite hard on your body you know the Mm -hmm. material is man-made so just a really big difference bamboo Mm -hmm. i think is superior bamboo arrows as well i have i bought with Mm -hmm. me but um yeah just just uh let me see i don't know so we can there is I don't know. But yeah, just bamboo arrows as well. It's prone to bending. 
uh, and they need to be straight. Otherwise, they're not going to shoot um, properly. So mm. yeah, they're going to twirl. Yeah. 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 So it's just. Uh, it's and just I have difficult. a question since you. Yeah. You, you came from New Zealand to uh, yeah. Japan. Uh, did yeah. you shoot arrow before? Did you ever go to uh, hunting or something before in your life or no? Uh, when I was very small, I dreamed to be Robin Hood. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I grow up and my mom made me the costume for mm -hmm. Robin Hood. However, uh, in I don't know if there is in Canada Girl Scouts or Girl Guides. Yeah. We have yep. it um, in New Zealand, and I practiced archery with them. Okay, so just cool. normal recurve, uh, sorry, compound, compound bow. Mm -hmm. So, but not a lot, and okay. just try, just trying a little bit here and there. Yeah, but um, I wasn't like archery fanatic or anything like that beforehand. So mm -hmm. yeah. And not you didn't practice any other like martial art before either. No, yeah, no. so it was the first. Nice. Yeah, very yeah, very kind of unique. <laughs> yeah, but martial art is kind of calling, you know, like what you had back then. Yeah. When you see them, you was like, I need to do that. Like yeah, yeah. definitely. Because, yeah, it's it's like what we do, like with the sword or with the bow and arrow. It's like we're not gonna do it in in life. Like it's not for that. It's it's more like. Uh, something that we have to do you know yeah it's, yeah yeah that's it. yeah yeah definitely mm -hmm. i found a calling like yeah. it's calling to me mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure and since you're there for like a decades now and more yeah. um how is it how is it to be in, in new zealanders and I don't know if, <laughs> and and then pass a decade in japan what what was your first impression and now 10 years later how do you live with it how is it yeah like i don't know i'm kind of a quiet person mm -hmm. and i'm not so i guess like culturally there was no big shocks for me uh occasionally gender inequality mm. <laughs> uh japan is very behind in terms of you know giving power to women especially mm -hmm. in political political in the political area this kind of thing and yeah, in the I home Yeah, I saw yeah. last week or two weeks ago um, from Olympic Committee, someone from yeah. Japan saw yeah. that a woman shouldn't talk too much because she uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like so confusing the business. It's like yeah. that woman This, don't talk. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. But I think he got replaced though. I'm not mm. sure, yeah. but uh, I think I saw that too. So yeah, it's a, uh, but yeah, in today's world, it's gonna, it's gonna take on them. This and actually, this is a funny story. So they called me Japanese TV to talk about him. So Mori Kaicho, Mr. Mori, oh. and uh, what do you think about you know as a New Zealand woman? What do you think about what he said? So I'm on like live TV, getting wow. asked like as a Japanese as a New Zealand person, like what do you think? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, in New Zealand, like even if you think that, you can never say it because yeah. everybody will like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in Canada, it's like that too. In USA, I mean. Pretty much like that, yeah. yeah no, right, no like yeah. He's he has his own world. This guy because mm -hmm. he's very you know popular and rich and famous. So and old, so different yeah. generation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Not gonna change his mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. right. So that? we're probably gonna have so many questions that may sound a little bit geeky because that's okay. what we are. So yeah. you came basically from like the middle hurt. And you go live to like the samurai 
kingdom <laughs> country. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, uh, how was it to uh, grow up in New Zealand? First, first of all, because you're the first New Zealanders I, I uh, to it's it was so nice. So I'm born 1979. So, okay. you know, in, in the 70s and the 80s, it's a very like whether there's no social media and, you know, mm -hmm. kids are running around climbing trees and you make your toys out of whatever you find in the backyard. So you have like it's really natural and uh My Did you encounter like, uh, lots of dangerous animals? <laughs> no, because New Zealand doesn't have poisonous okay. animals or insects. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. There's kiwi, kiwi, and there's many flightless birds. But yeah, mm -hmm. I think poisonous spider is only one type. But yeah, it's okay. very safe for kids to play outside. We are wearing bare feet every day, no shoes. Mm -hmm. uh, I walk to school with no shoes on. <laughs> and, yeah, it's very natural. Um, in terms of gender, nobody talks about the girl is pink or the boy is wearing blue or anything mm -hmm. like that. So I grew up to be very like, all my friends are guys. I'm wearing trousers every day. Please do not put me in the skirt because I hate it. <laughs> so super like just, yeah, I, I, my identity is like not related to gender it's very free new zealand is like that even from the 70s so yeah mm. it's refreshing and i guess i never really thought about it it's just natural for me mm -hmm. this is the way that i am so yeah it's nice so wow. how come you pass from like so you start kudo like three years ago yeah and then how come you pass from starting after eight years of waiting for it And then you're doing it for three years, and like now you're like an ambassador of it. You're like <laughs> you're like the the flagship so, or internationally uh, or something. Okay, so I think part of the reason is because I've been on Japanese TV for 15 years. So my job, uh, my real job, is TV a TV personality okay. uh, in the Japanese media, New Zealand media. I'm like. I'm talking about New Zealand to Japanese people. Okay. Talking okay. about Japan to New Zealanders. Mm. Uh, you know, being in advertisements or commercials, videos. Mm. So already I had probably a little more focus, especially for social media. People are watching perhaps more than others mm -hmm. uh, who are not on TV. However, I'm not this amazing, famous person, really. But um, yeah, so I think perhaps the connections uh especially networking in the buddha world uh, relating to media is very important yeah so yeah, the first totally. thing i did yeah the first thing i did was contact mm. every buddha magazine every uh, buddha related media and mm. so hey let's be friends now i uh, i have you know second down i'm not very uh qualified however i love it and mm. i'd like to especially show Japanese people like what you're missing out on in your own country. Mm -hmm. So we started, we started there and it kind of, I got put in magazines and sometimes on TV to show Kudo. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess it's just passion and it's other people are interested in that. You're like, why are you so excited about that? Mm. And then, yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of caught people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's a good thing that you were like a TV personality because you had the experience to communicate 
uh, your passion about that martial art, which is pretty much, I mean, it's not really mainstream. So no, it's really a, an right. underground thing, you know? Yeah. Even though, even though it's basically archery and archery is pretty international as mm -hmm. a thing, but yeah. Kudo as a martial art, uh, I gotta say, it was one of the first times I heard about it. I heard I that. Yeah, yeah mysterious, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But why is that? Because, you know, we know Kurdi come from Japan. Um, uh, lots of katana, like uh, Manu, you Kenjutsu. do some. Mm. Kenjutsu, Makendo, you know, mm. so there's a lot. But why is that style like low-key like that? Because, I mean, you just talk about it and I'm like, I should do it. Like it, it's, yeah. it looks really awesome. no, no, but for real. Like it's really why nice, not? Man. Like it's it's just another weapon. No, but you know, and I'm like, there's no kudo teacher here. I'm like, I'm Canada has kudo, kudo federation. Yeah. So I can oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I'm gonna look at that because that, it's that like would be nice. it's just another weapon, you know. It's like yeah. and it's it's already <laughs> no, but for real, it's like it's already Japanese culture. So we do already yeah. that, you know. Yeah. We do we do swear, we do karate. Yeah. So I mean, it's I kind of related. I don't know why it's yeah. so like Loki like that because it's so, so the cool. reason, yeah, I guess Loki is uh, upon researching New Zealand mm. has you know for ten years uh, federation. Upon researching, all these countries in the world have dojos. However, mm. their style of promotion is very low-key. So mm. unless you search for them, you're probably not going to find them. Brazil, mm. like Mexico, England, America. Yeah, it's everywhere. more it's more traditional. It's not like McDonald's, we're going to take over the world. It's just no. like, do, do, yeah. do come do it if you want to do it. Yeah, mm. the motivation to start is very important. Like you have yep. to want to try it yourself and come from you, not mm -hmm. them recruiting or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I yep. guess the way of thinking is just different. And yeah, in Japan too, it's quite minor. Like mm -hmm. uh, school kids will do it from middle school, high school, university, and as a club activity. So yeah. that's the main part of the Kyoto population is students, actually. Mm -hmm. And then the people that start out as adults, because of the class size can only be 10 people, 25 people. Obviously, mm -hmm. the population doesn't increase that much uh, year yeah. upon year. Yeah, especially with COVID. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, yes. so it's pretty low-key, right? Like it's really chilled and you have to want to do it yourself, I think. Um, okay. I saw you uh, practice archery on a horse. I am mis mis <laughs> yeah. so it was you or somebody yeah. else yes yes so how, how was it how, how it is to practice archery on a horse it's, it's a so, yeah it's very good actually having corona because of corona the dojo the kudo dojo was shut mm -hmm. uh, for several months uh, in japan so this gave me the opportunity to look for i've always wanted to try uh horseback archery so this is a non-traditional type traditional one is called yabusame okay. uh non-traditional type sports type is called sports yabusame so i tried sports yabusame on the first day they let you get on the horse you're shooting arrows it's like the coolest thing ever so yeah i did some horse riding back in new zealand but in japan the saddle is different the stirrups where you put your feet in it's mm. made of iron and it's really big okay. uh the riding technique 
is very different. So after trying a couple of times the sports of summer, I really wanted to go a bit deeper into the traditional style of Japanese horse riding. So mm-hmm. this is called Washiki Bajitsu. So I found this horse ranch uh, a couple of hours away from where I live. Mm-hmm. They have only Japanese horses, Japanese indigenous horse, okay. which is the coolest thing for me because they're endangered species. Okay. So this ranch is like trying to help the population to grow up. Mm. And also they offer the class of how to ride traditionally in the traditional way. Uh, yeah. And they will let me do archery at the same time. So it's very like, uh, yeah, just really, really cool. And a really different, still using the same bow, Yumi, mm-hmm. uh, however, in a different way. So, and also the arrows are slightly the arrows are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just to compare with a regular Kudo. Oh, regular Kudo arrow. Kudo arrow is made to hit a target. Mm-hmm. And um, this one is to made to break a wooden target. So just the difference is quite, um, difference is quite big in terms of the style of the arrow as well. But yeah, it's, it's really cool really interesting and just a different part of Japanese culture and uh, raising awareness for Japanese horses and Japanese riding technique that samurais use. So it's really traditional and really cool. And I really enjoy it. And what about, um, we talk a little bit about, about like why we start uh, doing that. But in, if sometimes we like to do competition and I'm sure there could be like a, if there's association and stuff like that, Is there something that happened? Do you do it? Is, is it something that you want to do or not? Like, uh, yeah. what's your thought about that? Yeah, so Kudo, just regular Kudo, it has competitions as well. And uh, in our grading too, we have to be able to show results. We need to hit the mm-hmm. target mm-hmm. at yeah. a certain level. So in terms of Kudo competition, my hit rate is not good enough, I think. So I've never really had the confidence to enter competitions because you make teams and yeah i think nobody wants me in my team to be honest i'm gonna i'm gonna work on improving that but the competitions are really really they look amazing look so interesting and i really want to try mm-hmm. uh yeah summit. it's about hitting so and it's about points uh so for mm-hmm. the grading we have to hit the target on horseback four times in a row So, yeah, I mean, the, there's a certain, certain amount of competitive element and sports yaba summit competition, I've joined it. So, yeah, I, I did okay. But, um, yeah, I think uh, in the future, it's something I really want to try, mm-hmm. especially for Kudo. Yeah. I mean, it, it must be tough a little bit to compete against people who have done it, like, for lots more years. Like than 20 you, years and 30 years. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, obviously, yeah, okay. But, yeah, you know, when, when you work hard, Nothing is impossible. Yeah. That's why I thought because like you got something that they don't have because you know you still have the fire. Them mm. after 20 years, it's not <laughs> no, but it's true. Like everybody yeah, has, yeah. have an edge, you know? Yeah. As as the, the tiger and the tiger coming for the tiger, you know? Mm. Like yeah. you got some fuel in you. So yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I have oh. something unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I just read a, pa- a paper or uh, an online stuff uh, recently uh, talking about the fact that at some point Japan has a shift from a uh, big bow 
like yours to shortbow because there's an influence from, I think, uh, Chinese or Mongolian invaders that came with little old bow, you know, that are oh, like yeah, yeah. more fast or more powerful. I'm not sure. But yeah. uh Khan. <laughs> yeah, but, but they have invasion from yeah, they have invasion. No, no, from, but no, no joke. It's not Genghis Khan. It's, it's like that. Japan, it's, but, M, it's stronger. But yeah, yeah. yeah but the, the, there's metal. an influence from Chinese or Mongolian invaders at some point. Yes. And and then yeah. did, uh, did you ever practice with that kind of bow and kudo or never? So I do another type of archery called shihamato, which has got a shorter bow, but okay. Also, there is Hankyu that's different again, also shorter than the regular big one. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the origins of this bow, I'm not 100% sure because the it's also asymmetric and it's just like a small version of the long one. Okay. However, there's this one bow my teacher showed me. It's like very small called uh, Yokyu and uh, it has origins from China. So okay. this one is but more for this is for enjoyment. Mm. Uh, woman and man. Wow, very long time ago, I think. Heian or Edo, they're using it while they're drinking. So we're drinking like sake and they're shooting these tiny little boats. I send you guys photos later, but yeah, I know this one has nice. Chinese. Yeah, it looks so fun. I know these ones have Chinese origins. So okay. Okay. My, my teachers told me about that. However, in terms of other bows, I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. all right and uh, what are your plans I, i i i can tell that you are very active to promote it so <laughs> what are your plans for the future where do you want this to go uh what are your yeah. uh, i don't know your targets with that mm -hmm. so uh in terms of helping to promote kudo or just to show people how enjoying it, you can how fun it is and how I get so much enjoyment out of it mm -hmm. and then showing different types of archery as well along the way. Um, yeah, I'd love to be able to just keep going with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, lately world archery shared one of my posts there on their Facebook for this other type of archery I'm doing. It got a really good response. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can connect with international archery organizations to show other types of Japanese archery. Maybe yeah. I'm saying something crazy, but have you ever think about like uh, a YouTube channel about like doing kind so of like I have, content? I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. I have a YouTube okay. channel, but okay. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not crazy. Okay, good. That, that was a good <laughs> flash. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. It hasn't got that many subscribers and I need to post like the, the yeah, it's it's a, a lot of uh, what takes uh, priority in my daily life. However, mm -hmm. I yeah, have yeah. a priority. I need to edit like five, videos i have so much footage <laughs> mm -hmm, so, uh, but yeah definitely working on youtube more so that people can see my youtube is in english and japanese so everybody can enjoy it and mm -hmm. uh, i run a dojo in the weekends so as we mentioned so after this podcast i'm going to be going to this dojo that i run and okay. the dojo has it's going to be two years anniversary Okay. And I'm running it together with my senpai, who's fifth down. So he can he has a teaching license. Mm -hmm. So he's the one who teaches people. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just hoping that uh, we can keep going. It's you know in its two years mark and just growing the members and anybody can join. 
And mm. it's not like the Japanese one where you have to wait one year to join or yeah. like you can come anytime and you can just try once and that's okay. Or you can keep nice. coming. So it's, we made a different kind of a shape uh, mm. idea that's different to the Japanese one. So, but okay. yeah, you learn too though. Yeah. And yeah. I guess Is you it? use your, your own experience, like your own frustration. To, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want other perfect. people to live that again. Yeah. yeah. And did the, the other teacher, is it the same one that got you in the school in the first place? That's right. Yes. Oh, so nice. This, cool. Yeah. This is Hiro and he, he was the one who introduced me to the beginners class in the first place. So he is the first really person who is connecting me to Kudo. So yeah, we're doing it together and same passion and yeah, same frustrations made mm, this yeah. amazing thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really nice. And you mentioned you have three kids. Uh, is any of them want to do Kudo like mama? <laughs> yeah, so I've been trying to get them interested, but I don't want to be pushy. Yeah. But actually Kudo in, in Japan, you started Ooh, maybe around 12 or 13 at mm. the youngest so not like archery where you can do it from elementary school or mm. you know so it it has a bit of a an age limit for for reasons which are yeah people argue about the reasons a lot um some children do practice it yeah i i have given them many chances and mm. we they have done it before maybe two or three times but i think once they they get a bit older and then I'll come back to it again. So they've mm. had a, a bit of an introduction and they're mm. like, ah, oh, lukewarm is not really like amazing. And because it's something that mom does. Yeah. And, yes. uh, but maybe, you know, when they get a bit older upon reflection, it might be something that interests them, but I don't want to push it. But yeah. It's funny because we are pretty much the same generation. And you mentioned that your like your inspiration as a child was more like Robin Hood. Pretty yeah. much like me, you know. And now I I uh, would say that you know the model of archery are more uh, feminine. Legolas, you no, uh, oh. except of Legolas, you have you <laughs> have Sorry. like you have like uh, Hunger Games girl. Right. You have like yeah. uh, like the cartoon from uh, yeah Pixar. Uh, uh, Rebe yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebel. What what is the name in English? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebel. No, 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 no. no. She's no, like no, re no, no. redhead and she throw uh, around. Anyway. But a lot of media, right? It's yeah. showing women. It's interesting. Yeah. And why Why is that? Because in, in our generation, you know, it was a boy you thing think to throw arrow all you, around. Do you, you know? think it's sexist and it's because like sword is for guy and arrow for, something for, like that arrow for a woman? Yeah. I don't know, like uh, in Japan, historically, it, it's been for men because mm -hmm. samurai okay, okay. used on horseback, but there was mm -hmm. some female samurai, Onabu Geisha, mm -hmm. who was really became famous and amazing in historical, mm -hmm. uh, Tomoe Gozen, the woman who led armies and she was amazing, like a Joan of Arc. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know, I think uh, traditionally and historically, actually archery and the Kudo has been uh, related to men. Mm -hmm. However, um, yeah, I don't know. It's naginata. Uh, do you know? You guys know naginata yeah, is know uh, traditionally very like related for women because samurai families would teach their daughters naginata. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so like this kind of a weapon, I can imagine, has a very strong female undertone traditionally in Japan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know about ei like sword. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Like yeah, but 
because here it's like that, you know, it's yeah. like you got the sword and, you know, or the gun and the girl go play with the, but it's not like that anymore. But yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's cool but that it's, it's for everybody though. Yeah. 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 Uh, of course. And uh, I had another question, but I just lose it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that, um, did you did uh, some um, research history? Because, you know, uh, if you started three years ago, but did you start, did you like, did you read book about it? Or did you start re research about it like before? <laughs> because now you have a dojo and you run it. So if people have questions, it's good to know because, you know, other teachers have like a, a big, big background. So did you do research and read book about that before? Yeah. So just uh, through my experience and also when people ask me questions, uh, it gives me a chance to research for myself too. So mm -hmm. if it's yep, something totally. I don't know about, I use that to learn. Mm -hmm. I think uh, knowledge and education and especially finding about history related to Kyudo is very important to give, you know, the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Just knowing you're only one thing, that there's many koryu uh, in, uh, related to using uh, bow and arrow in Japan. So different type of heikiryu, ugasawararyu, hondaryu, many different styles of archery. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, at the moment I'm going through trying to go and see their practices and join them and learn this different style of archery. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's helping to give me more rounded view and to be able to answer more and more. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I uh, just recall uh, what was my uh, question, but it, it it's not much of a question, but a commentary, but because I just read something recently too. Uh, well, no, I heard a podcast talking about um, the old Japan and uh, it was mentioned the fact that uh, uh, in the Japanese army back then at the medieval time, there was like around 30% of the soldiers were women. And so you mentioned the fact that now, you know, Japan is a little bit... Uh, I don't know how to yeah. say it, but they, it's but, not yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing gender, as... There's a, a gender imbalance. Yeah, yeah gender imbalance, you know. And But surprisingly, in the past, they were in advance on the Westerners, you know. Yeah, so on definitely depending. Yeah, yeah uh, like the different periods in uh, Japanese history, women have had a really, they're like above men mm -hmm. or thought of as like, like above or mm. uh, getting towards uh, modern day, they start to become below. Mm. So women are seen as like, they're only for marriage or having kids. Mm. Uh, so the, the feelings uh, about women and the gender differences mm -hmm. really have changed from period to period. This is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny because I, I think that archery is really, perfect for like what we have as an idea of the Japanese culture you know that quest for perfection you yeah. when you throw an arrow you want to be perfect you want to be in the little bit in the little <laughs> round in the middle of the yeah the target bullseye yeah. It, it yeah it's like the perfect representation of the the idea we have of what is it that the Asian people wants in the martial art. They want perfection. This is the, the ultimate quest. Am I wrong about that, you think? That, like, yeah, no, no, no. You're, I think, correct. Because um, there's, for Kyoto, there's only you hit it or you don't hit it. There's mm. no, well, uh, in non-competitive way, there's no mm. points or anything like that. So 
yeah, it's just uh, if you perform the movements correctly and your body is, uh, you have the right posture and everything like that, the mm-hmm. timing is correct, your breathing is correct, then you don't have to aim mm. and it's going to get in there. So mm. actually, um, the as long as this part is done uh, with, with a, you know, pure heart and your machine, so you're not, your thoughts are not overtaking what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, it's, it's going to hit it anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit different to archery in that way where you concentrate and meditate on this uh, area that you have. And it's a competition with yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you lose to your thoughts and, you know, it's going to get the better of you and you get nervous or whatever, then it's going to show in the mm. way that you should. Yeah, definitely. You cannot okay. cheat the arrow. The arrow That's is going right. to respond to you That's 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, uh, th- that was my question. I know I- I'm going to take off this word. I know uh, I-, I talked about it a lot. But is there like a um, teacher who do both, like masters, you know, who do like a lot of katana and buen arrow? Or, or, or other martial like, arts maybe? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there is uh, actually in my... I'm not sure about master, but my friend is a um, Brazilian guy working in the Brazilian embassy in Tokyo called Leandro. So Leandro-san, he's uh, also on Instagram and he is like multi-budoka. So he's doing Iaido, he's doing Aikido, he's doing normal Kyudo, like my one. He's doing Koryu Kyudo, Heikiryu. He's doing like... I don't know, maybe five or six different types of martial arts. So this If he of- wants to come to the podcast, he's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I, that. I, he seems like I, a nice guy. Yeah, yeah he's, and he's, wow. uh, as a side note, he's born with, uh, th- there was an issue during his birth. He needed to have one uh, part of his leg is amputated by the knee. So he is wearing prosthesis on his leg, but he's, you know, Aikido, tumbling and jumping and Iaido and like with his sword and he's kneeling for Kyudo. Like, how are you doing yeah. this? But anyway, that's just his um, thing. But yeah, mixing martial arts is mm-hmm. okay. And there are people who do sword and and Kyudo, Iaido, Kyudo, Karate, Kyudo. Okay, so yeah. it's okay to do it. Like that was yeah. the cross training. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Nice. Because nice. sometimes sometime it's, Even here, it's like uh, if you go to other school, do other martial arts, it's like kind of, you know, it's touchy sometimes. Mm. Uh, if, if you're going to do many types of yeah, judo and many types of archery, then yeah, they're going to say something. If it's mm. a totally separate thing, like kendo mm. and kudo, maybe okay, because it's not related okay. in the movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. If, yeah. if I, uh, when I started the horseback archery, some people giving me comments actually in mm. my dojo to say, you know, like, You know, kudo, you're not, it's not perfect with you yet. You know, it's a lifetime of work mm. actually to, mm-hmm. to become, you know, what you want. However, why, why do you start this other one that's going to mm. confuse your body? Um, you know, when you're not done, you're not complete with kudo yet. Why do you start the other one? So mm. I said, you know, mm. kudo is like, I can go for 100 years and it mm. still will not be complete. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. I, at that point, it's just different type of you, you know. Yeah, There's yeah. no wrong just, or good. That's right. Yeah. Some people like to stick to one thing, but you know, uh, I want to learn everything. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. <laughs> I think like, I get that. Uh, I get that. Nowadays, we can see that people can be proficient in many things. Like, uh, yeah. you don't have to stick to one. I think. My I think cross training yeah. is is more and more accepted by everybody. Yeah. I see more But and more as, people as, doing it. As she say, it got to be different thing. Like yeah. you, you know, yeah. you know, Manu can do yeah. and can jutsu. It's perfect. Yeah. Like me, if I wanted you kudo, I don't think you she would be mad for that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's completely yeah. different thing. Yeah. So, yeah. but I wouldn't go and be like, I want to do kyokushin kai right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Another type <laughs> of karate. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, so. maybe uh, as a last question because uh, we don't want to take your old days. Really, uh, busy, but. Uh, <laughs> A more technical one because when I saw your picture of you throwing arrows, one thing that uh, was hating me is that the way you're doing it. I mean, I did a little bit of archery at school, uh, being young, and uh, the way you 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 use the yeah. the weapon, you know, is completely different. It's like a side of yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Is it a traditional way of doing it, or is it because of the The size of the weapon. Uh, What is the reason? The the that? method of shooting. Yeah. The method of shooting is, yeah. There's eight movements that you must be perform. So this mm -hmm. is a traditional in the last traditional in the sense of my kudo archery school is only maybe 130 years old. So it's not that old, but yeah, lifting up. And then we are 30 years old. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have to put it above our head and then sideways. And then yeah, it, it cannot be like archery's drawer. There yeah. are other types. So it's just very different in that way. Your body uses really different muscles. So I like it when I get messages and questions from archery people because they're like, you know, what's the drawer weight on your bow? But mm. it's an asymmetric bow to start off with. And then, you know, I'm pulling it from above my head down, mm. down behind my ear. So it's like just kind of using different muscles anyway. So even if I tell you the drawer weight, like you can't really compare it unless you try yourself. Like it's mm. really, yeah, but different well, <laughs> way. Yeah. Koryu, other Koryu, Heikiryu, we, we shoot from, We shoot from like this. So it's mm. different again. The method, uh, horseback archery, you know, because different. we're on the horse, it's different again. Mm. But le learning all these techniques in different ways is really interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Jessica. For your time. It's, it yeah, was really, you. really interesting. Uh, if you ever come to Canada, we pretty much invite <laughs> everybody to call us for a seminar or something. That sounds so cool. Yeah. Montreal, Toronto, we're there. 